there in three, two, one. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cures Observer podcast where we're exploring thoughts and we're just wondering what the heck is going on and sharing good times with a good friend of mine, Jesse Davila. Uh, it, fun facts about Jesse. We recently met because of my, I teach, I'm a teacher and his brother's son is my student. And as soon as you guys found out that I was in a band called Vulcan, uh, pre-lockdown, of course, right? We're playing often. And as soon as you guys found out about that band and where we were playing, man, you guys were always showing up and were big, big, big fans. And and it was always, a, it was so great to see you guys and with the kids and the family. And and uh, yeah, uh, you're welcome to share more uh, about yourself, Jesse, to our family and friends. Well, yes, I am 39 years old, and I met Mr. Hernandez through the, like he's saying, through my brother and his, my nephew. Mm-hmm. Well, my brother started letting us know that he was in a band, so we will go out and support because mm-hmm. we have to support our local artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love music. I love, mm-hmm. like, cumbias and all the different genre of music that yeah. comes together and mm-hmm. what do you call it? So we were and, out there. And I know that uh, you have a background in security, man. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. I've been doing it for four years and mm-hmm. I've done a lot of concerts like EDM. I've done uh Mala Luna that just, tends to be here in San Antonio. And um, didn't you get to also meet? Oh, I'll let you tell. I'll, 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 I don't want to uh, take away end, thunder. <laughs> we ended up, I ended up going to do Chakita's concert. I met her. I met Luke Bryan, country. Mm. I've done a lot of different uh, artists. I've done Luke Bryan here in San Antonio. I did. Uh, and just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse is someone when you look at, you're like, I don't, I hope he's on my side because I don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> yeah, but I am a gentle bear. Yes, I, I look. I look. I, I'm. I'm mean on the outside, but and and I and you don't want to be on the other side. You don't want to be not yeah, on exactly. the. Yeah, dude. And kid, you know, let's uh, let's thread the needle here, uh, if we may. Uh, I know you've mentioned that you've gotten to, because of security, uh, got to meet to know Joey Diaz. Can you tell me more about that? Yes. When I work also at the Aztec Theater, mm-hmm. he was one of the artists that I got to meet that was performing at the Aztec. And just so was, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know jo- Joey Diaz, uh, let's just say he's regarded within the community. Uh, you know, Apparently, within the com, uh, comedic community, I don't know how to say that, uh, comedy community, uh, as one of the greatest comics and certainly very raw, would you say? Yes, yes. <laughs> he is just straight. I guess some people have to be straightforward because he's been, what I've read on him, he's been in prison. Yeah, he's, he's he his, has a he's wide variety of experiences. <laughs> He's done his time and he's 
shared everything, even on his podcast. If you go to join his podcast, he's just raw and straightforward. Yeah, he doesn't he, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Nothing, nothing, and it's and as a especially through the lens of a comic, it's it's such a treat to witness the stories and the way he tells it. It's so if you're interested in raw, dangerous, and comedy. Uh, Joey Diaz is certainly your guy. And man, so how'd you get to, you know, what was that like? I remember you were telling me a story about. It, it, it was, it was really like a treat to meet him because I would have never thought in be in my life because I've done my own share of bad things in, in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I. In the journey of maturation. Uh, yes. And like I told you, I've had a path that I was following that wasn't in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Once I did, once I start, I ended up following people that I, I should enough. Mm-hmm. And I've, I learned, and then I ended up meeting other people that were in the church, part of the Knights of Columbus. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I started hanging out with them more. And then I joined the Knights of Columbus. Boom. And we ended up, I ended up more. It was a big (laughs) U-turn. Yes. It was, it was like, I told you, I had that fork in the road Hmm. and it led me down the right path when Hmm. I ended up, that, that fork in the road was me joining the Knights of Columbus and following my journey with God. Amen. And that That's, was that was my path. Mm-hmm. And along the way, the collections of experiences and perspectives that that allows, and you know, something that uh, you know, they came to mind when when you say when you tell me when you've told me that story, uh, especially in the curious observation of today's unfolding of 2020 into what kind of era are we in, and. You, you certainly have a very unique, very, very curious and, and because of your honest heart, you, the lens that you bring uh, from your eyes through, you know, through this journey that we all have, um, you were mentioning in terms of like the culture of today, socially, like just stepping out into the street before the internet uh, and like is how much of a night and day difference it today is than it was i think you were saying the 90s where yeah. would, well, would you actually would, like for for me for me since i was uh i was born in 81 we had mm-hmm. that that outside like we didn't have the uh social media internet at that time so it was like everything we were doing was being outside getting dirty you know like normal kids jumping into a, a pit of dirt ominous yes yes and then playing football we were we grew up in we didn't have big yards so we grew up playing football tackle football in the street ah uh. so we were really going extreme and you know i have it, it's i appreciate you sharing that because it, it makes me recall of my early childhood I would say my generation, I was born in 1990. When I, when you say that, immediately my brain goes to 
uh, when I would visit my cousins, uh, you know, you know, we live close to each other. And in, in that particular block, everyone res- was related to each other. And the roads had have yet at the time have yet to be paved. So it was dirt roads. Right. And man, I remember racing up and down like we would play racing seeing how do I say uh, with no shoes, no socks, barefoot, Amanos, we're racing. And I remember my feet smacking against the, the rocks and remembering in my head, you know, like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? You know, it's just I just have to avoid the big rocks, you know, yeah. but, you know, and and we would, like you said, tackle and tag and, you know, wrestle just like nothing, whatever, you know. So. So tell me more. And then on that on that part, we ended up getting our talking about paving roads. Well, mm. our road got torn apart, just made into mud. Like they took off everything and turned. Like when it would rain, it would be a mud pit. Oh, so we would be gosh. playing football out there still. You know, we would still have It's probably fun. better because the way you land is like, yeah, it's a epic. And <laughs> I ended up in my old neighborhood they ended up putting up cement mailboxes because I've ended up taking out mailboxes with my chest or with bot, like running into mailboxes <laughs> when we were young. Like yeah, we were wreaking you, havoc. When you, when you would play tag, it's like you would tag somebody, but you still had the momentum of going forward. So you would get, yeah. you would hit, you would Anything tagged, in the way. It's still going to get. It's like, oh, excuse me, even though it's all destroyed. Yes. And I'm a big guy, so I'm taking out something. (laughs) Goodness, man. You know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. In especially with how culturally through your eyes, how people communicate and with information, right? Uh, How. I'll say like this. How how prevalent was news distribution? Like, okay, I'm, what's the latest update? What's going on? Uh, how how present was that? And if it was, was it through radio and or television? What comes to mind? It was, it was both. Like, probably when we would get home at three, it would be, Early in the morning would be TV for waking up for with the news. And then mm. weekends will probably be radio because we'll be in and out oh. outside most of the time. We would be doing stuff. So it would be radio that we would listen to. But most of the time, like, it would be television in the morning, radio in the weekends. Sometimes at 5 o'clock, we would catch the news. Because you would have it, you would have it. There's the program. Yeah, you would, you would, you would decide what you wanted to watch. Because you had cartoons for the little yes. ones, and then then you would have the news in between that time that you're watching cartoons and stuff. Right. So you would, it, it would be like your parents would be like, "It's time to change it to the news." Right. So I remember that too. For them. Yeah. It would be that would be their time to watch TV, mm-hmm. and then whatever shows later on that would come out for us mm. to watch. And would you say 
like the you know the hot topics of today right the big p word uh, politics <clears throat> you know certainly there's a an observation of a polarity right and i know we've talked about you know how weird it looks and to some extent it's like how fast how how fast that occurred it's like uh what what's going on here uh Have you seen this before? Has it through your eyes? Has it been similar like this? Uh, maybe I'm not phrasing the question uh, eloquently, but I'm curious what comes to your mind. Really, at the time, like right now, it's all been more like uh, what I've seen in politics. It's not. It's totally different than what it was in back in the days. Hmm. Like it. It doesn't. I never saw it as much as I'm doing now and the mm -hmm. negativity that comes out it never happened back in the in the 90s eight, late 80s mm -hmm. it wasn't like that when I was growing up and I what never, was it like instead you there was no I I would see I would say it wasn't that much negativity hmm. there it was, was more informational it, yes it would be you would be getting information not like one hating the other it was all information about what they wanted to run and help on like their their pros and cons you know of what they wanted to run what they're helping for Like right. the Republicans were doing this and then the Democrats will be putting, I want to fix this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Now it's all just arguing. There's no, there's no formal politics, no formal way of talking. Mm. Like the last, like the last couple of debates, all I, it was just big, like the presidents, they mm -hmm. were just bickering. It was like one-sided, like, mm. I felt when I saw it, I was like, why do I even want to watch it? It's just all arguing. Nothing's nothing's getting like talked about. And the good thing, the what, what comes to mind for me on that point is maybe that's the best part to be able to see how how reflective of our culture is. You know, hey, look, even up there, you know, there isn't much, <laughs> you know, clarity, uh, processing, you know, uh, an allowance for each other's to, to be uh, each side to be expressed. And, uh, so it's, it's quite, that's, that's interesting that you say that. Uh, well, let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, I wanted to get to something that you mentioned before, and, uh, I thought I'd, uh, invite your perspective in this lens. Uh, you mentioned in, in the nineties that, uh, so culture in San Antonio, right? You're born and raised in San Antonio. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. born in, uh, did you ever leave uh, San Antonio, or you you you've been here the whole time? I left for like eight months to Arizona, but oh, then cool. I came right back. By the way, what's in Arizona? My my uncle, when I left the first time, I went to go help my uncle start his company, his oh, cool. painting company. So I was going with him to help him. Uh, empty out the trailers start loading the house yeah, help you know, out. yeah 
help out the house. And then I started working with uh, one of his friends that brought up, he used to live in Florida, but mm. then he moved from Florida to Arizona because his friend moved from Florida to Arizona. So, okay. It, it so there's was, a lot of movement. So yeah. the, it brought yeah. you back. Okay. So you, I remember you mentioning uh, culture for you. You remember vividly that when you would step out of the house, that there was a clear sense of, okay, I need to uh, touch base with this kind of, uh, this kind of gang and this kind of gang and this kind of gang. And it was very much, that was a reality in your stomping grounds, walking around. Uh, tell me more. I'll, I'll leave it there. And it, it was where my neighborhood was like, I had two gangs. I had no mass. Well, in that area, because yeah. going from from my house, going to the corner store that was about say four blocks from my house, that mm. was like the Hispanic gang site. And how old were so you? Again? I was like what twelve, thirteen. Oh dang! About you know in those in, in that in that young age where I could have gone that direction, mm -hmm. but I steered myself of staying away from all that because wow. the only reason was because going to Rin, I had another gang on the other side. So I had, I, I made friends with both sides for me to get a clear path to go to school Dang. and then for me to walk to the store. And just so, to go to the store. Wow. Just to go to the store. What was that like? So, so for you to say that for you to go to the store as mini school as it may seem, oh, I'm just getting my groceries. What what is it like for you to have to eat? There has to you have to be cautious, right? What really yeah. is the cautious? Can you paint the picture for us? Like what 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 does that mean? Well, for me, it was that I had to just have eyes in the back of my head. You know, three. It, it, I felt like it was constantly like, like I were my head was on a swivel, because you never knew what could happen from the house to the store, because you had mm. all the Hispanic gangs in that side by the store. So in the whole neighborhoods that I was walking through, I had different, you know. Different and gangs. what was it? okay? So like you're walking through, right? Paint the picture for us. I'm, I'm very curious because like, it makes it me, like for like what? For, let me show this real quick. When I was a kid, I remember uh, I I didn't experience that what, that the the magnitude of what you're saying, but I do recall uh, as a kid living in the barrio and Cantaranas. Shout out to Cantaranas. Uh, you know, I would walk down the street and you don't want to make eye contact. If you make eye contact, it's always like qué pedo, huh? Hey, yeah. and it's like fire starts to light up. I'm like, whoa, just don't make eye contact. You look straight. You go to where you're going. And, and but I was younger. I was just a kid. <laughs> just a kid. Was it like that? Was there more around it? Well, for me, it was like I had uh, going to school, like elementary, high school. I had my enemies within the school, you know, that went from elementary to junior high. Mm. So the the people that went to the two schools lived in the neighborhood. 
so it was really that for me, I was picked on in mm. high school. So I was an easy target. And were, then, you, were, were you shorter? Is that why? Or what? No. no, I was bigger. I was more chubbier. So I was Ooh. picked on. Then I started being more of a person that started learning that I had to defend myself. So I started learning how to defend myself. So when I was walking to the store, I had one of the guys that went to high school, junior high with me that saw me. So he pulled over. Well, we got into a scuffle going to the store. So well, this was pulled up. <laughs> yes. He's that, walking that's, away. Where, that's why I'm that's why I say that I had to have my head on a swivel because mm-hmm. I I wasn't into fighting. Then I started getting I had to defend myself one way or another. So I started t- learning from TV from other people. Oh, pre-internet. Yes, that's why. It's like the TV was the learning tool to the internet now. And you could not rewind unless you had the VHS to be able to record it. And then... <laughs> yep, yep. You know what, real and quick on that, just... Oh, well, I don't want to deviate too much, but uh, I want to just... Whenever we get a chance, uh, I want to I want to recall what that was like when you the first time we recorded something. But we'll go back to that. So the guy pulls you pulls up, and then what? And it was just there. It was at that time. Were I, you prepared? Yes, I was. I was more. I was more where I knew some like um, having my head on a swivel. It was like. Enough to where it was gonna, it was gonna give me a heads up that I am gonna have to fly or die, one or the yeah. other. So Dang. I'm flying. And how old are you then? And that's when I was like, yeah, I'm 14, 15 in that time when that happened, and I had to really, I had to really figure out if I wanted to go i had to figure out what i had to do because somebody else was in the car so i had to figure out if i wanted to fight one or fight two or be able to take one out and be ready for the other one so yeah yeah. like if he was gonna wait it out yeah exactly and it's and it's hard being in a neighborhood like that because I was Hispanic. So if I would go to school, the other gang was all a black gang. So it was very scary that me walking to school was me having to really tell them or try to fix it to tell them that I'm not part of a gang. Oh, because they would suspect like, oh, they yes, probably there was a scuffle yeah. with a uh, like a like with a Hispanic gang, Latino gang, and they were like, and and they look at you and they're like, hey, you look Hispanic, you know, you know, y'all y'all got in a, a scuffle with us, so we're gonna take it on this guy and we're gonna figure out which gang exactly. he belongs to, and you're like, actually, yeah, I'm just going to the store. <laughs> well, for me, the other gang was going to school to rent at the time. It was like E.T. Rin was 
on Acton Road, so that was all a different game. Mm. So I would have to f- figure out a way to go through to go to school. We were we were dead smack in the middle. Our street is like in the middle of two rival gangs. Mm-hmm. And one of the rival gangs lived on our street. So you would hear gunshots and all this other stuff. Okay. At, at the time, you know what I mean? At the time. Yeah. And it's now I feel like gangs have started to dissipate because. When, at what point the, did you notice that disappeared? Probably in the early 2000s. It started because most of the people that I knew were in prison or dead. Mm. Just being blunt and honest with you, it was yeah. like that. Yeah. It was, it was it was hard to it's hard to say that, but no. most of them are in prison yeah. and doing life sentences mm. or six feet under. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for you to to have observed though that. Oh, go for it. And it's just an eye opener. Yeah. It's an eye opener. But like I told you earlier, I did go down the bad path. But me knowing that this, I could be going to jail or to prison for doing what I'm doing. That's why I ended up changing mm. my whole, my whole mentality and the whole shift everything yeah. to a reshaping a, a reshaping of decision processing and justifying and 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 then just watching those outcomes take their turn on their own that's yeah. beautiful man you know especially from those experiences that you know like you know we're all born into this flesh and it feels like as though we land wherever we land <laughs> Uh, and it's like, okay, how, how do we figure this thing out? Okay, what's the language that we have? Oh, it's a blend of English and Spanish. Okay, uh, there's a label called Latino or Hispanic. Okay, whatever. And and along the way, there's all these pu- uh, pushes and pulls that that are faced and seem normal, but, and we can trace them to uh, all kinds of depths that we didn't have to be confined to whatever even that means right uh and and but at, at the same time we can see where one one set of patterns of thought can shape a certain outcome which you shared that you you were able to forecast what that looks like based off what you, off of what you've seen and the consistency of all of that and w- w- you're able to recognize a wh- whole other set of patterns and wonder well it's certainly not that outcome, and I'm willing to to take that shift and let that shape. Beautiful man, and you know, let's bring. I want to want to tie that into what you were saying about learning the. <laughs> let's bring this to technology. Uh, when you're learning, you know, in terms of sources of information that, like, what is today the internet at the time was television. Do you remember the first time you recorded on VHS, and what was that like? It was it was like kind of hard because you're learning the process on how to 
tape yourself how to tape on a VHS because sometimes it's like well you have to hit this button and this button to make it record and then the show's already started so you missed a part of the show oh. so it's, it, and that's, it's especially like if you accidentally erase like uh, record over something that you didn't want to erase so if anyone who is born before 2000 uh, VHS, if you're not familiar with what that is, I love saying that, by the way. Isn't that great to hear? It, like, you can feel the cultural shift. It was not that long ago where CDs wait, were normal. Wait, no, you got It's further back. Oh! Because then you start off, you actually start off with the 8-track. <laughs> you start off with the 8-track instead of CDs and cassettes. So you dabbled with that. So you're, you're going further back, yes. Did you dabble with that? Yes. We had a rec. We had <laughs> a, a system, like a, a, mu- a record player, and mm-hmm. it had an eight track. It, it had instead of having a cassette player, it had an eight track player, and you would just it would just, it's like a little box, and it was you would put it in, and it, the music would come out. Who would have thought all of that would take its shape into twenty twenty with what we looking at? Uh, you and I know as YouTube, but you and I and anyone watching this as Spotify. And r- before that, it was, you know, it was considered illegal, you know, streaming music. You know, yeah. uh, I think it was it Metallica that sued Napster. Uh, yep. And because there, there was a I don't know the logistics on how that works, but I know that every time a streaming service, uh, not really a service, it was considered illegal service. Uh, it was like Kazan, uh, uh, Kazan Light, uh, Metamorphosis, yeah. Yeah. you know, all, all that. And and then here here we are with Spotify. And and oh, my goodness, how all, there's all these parallels with how we've watched culture take its shape. You know, I wonder, this is just me, just the axis of information. I wonder... What comes to mind for you based on what you said about, you know, when you would step out, you would, you know, you had a sense of like, okay, okay, which gang territory am I in? And now that that's not, uh, how much of a parallel would you say with technology and how, and how that's dissipated? What would you say, especially like of the kids that have grown up, uh, you know, watching that, uh, what comes to mind with what I just said? (laughs) Well, most most people, like my mom, my uncle, your record players are actually now coming back. Hmm, before, nostalgia. before, like in eighty five to two thousand five, I think it is. You started not seeing that many record players. You started only. You couldn't even find the needles for record players anymore. So from here, from, I think it was 2014 to now, uh-huh. you're start, they're starting to come back. Yeah. Because a lot of people, when I was growing up, they were listening to vinyl. They were still mm-hmm. in the vinyl. Oh, when you were growing up and you were watching yeah. them listening to jams, to, right? To, to all the, what they call old school now, it was in at the time when it I was, was growing up. 
it was happening. Like when you told me of when you sent me the message of Little Joe. Yes. That's why I told you, yes, I listened to him because my uncle played sax for a band. And what? that's what they would play. What band? Like all that. It, it was, I don't I I have not never. If, I, if I you get to asked. ask, please let me know so I can let my friends know. By the way, uh, at this at the time of this recording, this is the 20th of October. And at this moment, we're in the middle with. Uh, so I, I play in a band like Orenta Cinco. Uh, you can think of it like the the next generation of the momentum that came from Little Joe. Uh, two particular musicians, Mike Torres the Third and John Ontiveros. A shout out to y'all. Uh, they they essentially toured with Little Joe for ten years, maybe more. If I if I, they're welcome to correct me, and. So essentially, the momentum that had been learned along the way, uh, these guys are incredibly talented, and the the what the opportunity that they, that has that has a ro- uh, arisen arose whatever the word is, pardon me, <laughs> is uh, so it's it's little Joe's birthday uh, recently, and uh, so yeah, we're doing this major collaboration tribute to little Joe. And it's such a historical uh, project that is occurring. Imagine here is a man who essentially awoken a a kind of people that we can recognize as an uh, as a as a group of people, uh, Tejanos, right, Chicanos, and that's just so crazy how the music that this man wrote and the bands and musicians that have come through under the umbrella of little Joe has manifested into all kinds of momentums of styles and uh, stories and musicians. And well, there's a major collaboration with the people who have played his music, who uh, as of right now, the names that are that, that I think I'm allowed to say, I can't say too much. Uh, Poncho Sanchez, which by the way, he's from Laredo also shout out to Laredo. And if you don't know Poncho Sanchez, high, world-class caliber musician. Uh, I think as of right now, I could say at least we're in the process of, uh, of you know, confirming Intocable, uh, Los Lobos. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. I don't want to get too excited. So uh, I'll leave it as a teaser. So follow La Cuarenta Cinco. Uh, we're in the middle of that project. And it's so crazy. The reason I saw that is because... Because everything you're saying about technology, here's a man, a living legend. It's just a blessing to be able to share such such a marking in history uh, together. And, you know, que sigue los bendiciones con el movimiento, ¿verdad? With the movement. But it's always, have you noticed that when people play his music, it's changed a little bit? Because they had their own little flair to their music. Yes, Latin music. Breed, by the way, also is involved. And they have their, everyone that we have recorded, they have the versions. <laughs> they, they, they use the original, but they tweak it a little bit to make it their own style Ooh. of music. Yes. So I've, I've noticed that his music is playing, it gets played by a lot of musicians. But then they add their own little 
probably signature guitar, guitar, acoustic guitar version or something to it to make it their own. Yeah. Not all his. Yes. And it's all stemming from, once again, Little Joe. One I person. think, I think his, uh, the full name is John Hernandez. So in my head, I'm like, hey, primo, que tal? Right. <laughs> Technology. Wow. You know, what, what, so when it comes to that, what what kind of what kind of things have been coming to mind in the observation and how by the way have you seen social dilemma no i haven't but i send you one you know how i was talking about the bible well sure. i send you yeah. one that says the story of god with morgan freeman he goes through he goes seen it. all over the countries learning about the religion mm. or the the stemming of this is on Netflix, what, right? Yes, what they believe in God. Mm. What 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 their God is. Ooh. So what I was talking to you, I, I think the what I asked, what I was telling you about came from this, from okay. this uh Netflix show. Go for it, go for it, yeah. It was like I was telling you about from the beginning there was the bible how mm. many versions are they oh yeah and now, how much influence you know, it's been much, uh, yes, stretched added to it and what is real and what is fake mm -hmm. and i think looking at this documentary it would tell you what is real and what is fake okay so it it it, it i think that's where i got it from the it, it was running through my head uh -huh. All the, uh, all like, it was always running through my head before I saw this. Okay, so you feel you know, like you've so, been, uh, you feel like there's been a sense of awareness of there. Hey, there's, there's more, there's more to this, you know, as as wise as this text is, and there's, I can only imagine for it to have arrived into our breathing fabric of peoples right now, this generation of peoples reading something that was written from generations of a whole other depth of fabrics of peoples ago, generations yes. ago. Exactly. And so it's like, well, there, there has to be a mystery to these words. And then you watch that. And then it, so are you saying that it, it affirms? It, yes. It falls into most of it falls into what I've been, the ideas that run through my head of, some of it's fake and some of it's real mm -hmm, mm. and how much of it's more real than being fake from the okay. original right testament and the testaments and all that well it, the, the thought that comes to mind when you say that is how will we remember history of of what's been happening what's happening today you know technically whatever is being written is gonna stay even though it's not true or it was perhaps told it was true and then found it was not true and but it's written and you know what what story will carry over into the next generations right and that raises the question well you know what do we what really do we know of history as we think we know it and certainly we think we know it see because even with with what i was talking to a friend of mine he was telling me 
if you read the Aztec calendar, if you break it down and I don't know how to read the Aztec calendar. I well, wish I could. Well, no, but if they if they if people that know how to read it will break it down, it ends on 2020. Oh, like just like something. they said in 2012. It, it, what no, are your thoughts on that? But there, no, but there was something mm-hmm. that was going to happen in 2020. And look at what's happening now True. with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That was going to cause a downfall. Information turmoil. Exactly. It was going to cause a downfall, but then it was going to be better. A after. reshaping. Yeah, it's another reshaping of... Kind of like what you experienced. Yep. Perhaps I I wonder what comes to mind on what you would like to see and and the challenges that may be faced in such reshaping. Well, I feel like it's going to, I don't know. I just like my, right now with everything going the way it's going, I feel like we're going to break down within the United States. Mm, and you what know, does that it's mean? Not, it's like it's not going to be a war between another country and the United States. It's going to be the United States fighting against each other. So, do you, you, do know, you would it, you say that you feel that there could be? Excuse me. Um, that there is a sense of tension within the country to the point of of concern, like oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like yes. almost like the way you felt on the streets as a teenager. Yes. Because look at what's happening with all what's going on now. You have riots, you have you have riot like what's going on, what happened with the riots, with all the you know, mm-hmm. everything that's going on. I feel that you have to have your head on a on a swivel. Is it me Even, or did you also hear of when the lockdown was happening, that prisoners were being released from jails. Yes. You know, I'd like to know more information personally. I haven't done my due diligence on this bit, but I leave it as a question. Anyone out there, you're welcome to, uh, you know, yeah, leave because it below here. The, like, I think what like you're talking about that was, was the ones that were on, like, the final steps of getting out not prisoners that have long sentences. These were the ones that were prisoners that were finally like stepping out of. Okay. I'd like to know more about this. Yeah. It it was something like that. I think it was because of how the pandemic was going on. And because of, because of the information world we live in, it could also, I'm just, I'm just being silly here. Maybe uh, hyperbolic, you know, maybe I'm being over cynical, um, but I don't have the information, but we, we can question, you know, especially with going back to, you know, the framing of news, uh, it, it, you know, who knows? Maybe it is that what you said that, oh, it's only those who are on the tail end of their of their time and they're being released or that's the story that's told and we can let go of it. And it's actually a lot more than just the yeah. or maybe it's including it's like. You can say a matter of fact that it is uh, there are people that are being released at the end of their sentence without mentioning perhaps that other people who are not at the end of their uh, sentence being released also. 
So, I, you know, I, I'm very curious. I haven't done my due diligence. I'm just raising the question. Anyone who is very curious to dig into that, perhaps we should. You tell us if you want to, you want us to dig into that and uh, thread and off of that. You're welcome to mention be, that below. It might be something good to find out because if that was happening, then how many people are, how many people are out here that are, murders are you know what i mean rapists yeah. whatever are hence the protection here. that that people ought to consider of themselves exactly and that's why i say sometimes you do have to have your head on a swivel because mm -hmm. you don't know what who's out here you know mm -hmm. and like i've always for me being a security guard it's kind of hard it's kind of scary because I'm always in different locations. And sometimes I'm doing foot patrol in a building, outside a building. So I have to walk the whole perimeter. I don't know this homeless person, how, you know, what, what his mindset is, you know, how he, how he is. Or what you he know, has like it, uh, it, that like, you can't see. It, it, like, is he a mental patient or is he... A violent person if I would go up to him and tell him I'm sorry you have to leave the property you know I just don't know that is he cooperative so my 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 head is always or my brain is always thinking ahead to my next step mm -hmm. on the what because, it's like chess like you want to you know all the possible outcomes should it should it be a cooperative situation have that ready on what on the outcomes on like the protocol for it, and if it's uh, very uncooperative, uh, you know, okay. Well, what does it take to, you know, approach that situation? Or if it's like a middle ground, you know, maybe he's trying to test you, and you're want, trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I make it clear that I'm I'm I mean business, and you know, I'm, I'm being serious with what I'm saying. Okay, fine, big guy, I am out of here. That kind of so yeah, I can only imagine. You have to figure out. I'm a little guy, so. Am I gonna have to? Am I gonna? How am I gonna proceed? Pursue this, like meaning that my step one is to go up and talk to him, maybe stay a distance from him, mm -hmm. in order to give myself time. If I'm gonna have to go hands on, at least I have that time to put my hands up and get ready right. to go hands on. So it's those little steps you, mm -hmm. that you think about before you get up to a person, you know. Hmm. And well, and for and for women, it's a whole different. Like for me, usually if there's me and a female that do security in a building, I would take the outside perimeter and let her do all inside, mm -hmm. because it's better for me to get hurt outside than her getting hurt, maybe getting worse, mm -hmm. injured worse than I would. Yeah, you're a big guy. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you know, if you were to look at this guy right here, you'd be like, Andre the Giant? <laughs> Dude, heck yeah. Well, you know, let me let me poke your mind here in this direction. What helps you recognize within yourself where you know in terms of information and news 
how do you recognize within yourself, okay, this is clearly a one-sided view and and that's all I'm going to like receive and or that's all I've been doing. Uh, and, and, I'll, well, and then the second question would be, how do you allow yourself to detach so that you can gain more perspectives from different sources, even though you probably don't even agree at all, but at least, at least give yourself that willingness. How, how do you navigate those waters? I really, what I use, I tend to, I guess, talk to people and like, I Wait, have yeah, friends. People still talk? Yeah. And that's the problem that, that the whole internet, cell phones, everything. Nowadays, you just go to Google and Google it. But how do you know if that's true? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, with, with that said, I was watching the video you sent me of that gentleman from Google that, that, uh, Oh yes. Uh, so for those who are not aware, uh, project Veritas, you know, uh, people have different views when, when that word is uttered, there's two views that come out is, Oh, it's that organization. It's a, they're a right wing propaganda organization. And then the other eye that, that view, when they hear that word is, Here's an organization that uses undercover reporting and essentially people from organizations such as Google uh, recognize behaviors, patterns or business that perhaps isn't, they recognize within themselves, hey, you know what, that's bias and that's not fair. It's clearly one-sided. The, the standard of criticism of applied to one view or one person uh, is not being applied to the opposition of that one side and one person. And there's a clear censorship of this side and there is a clear promoting of the other. And so those people essentially, uh, well, make themselves available to Project Veritas and, uh, and essentially record conversations with people who are, you know, you know, in the upper levels within the organization, not just any rink-a-dink position. And uh, I, I don't have the names and positions off the top of my head, but if you're to, you know, search them, uh, you know, good luck finding them. If they haven't already been censored, certainly that's something that is being faced. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like, is there a willingness to view? And if there is not a willingness to view, what does that mean of us? Even if we don't agree with them, even after watching them, we still are skeptical. And you know what? That's perhaps the best position to be to view anything, no matter what side, with a, a degree of skepticism, a detachment, but at least a familiarity of, well, that could be. But I'm not even buying it because who am I? I'm not a journalist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't make Google. I didn't make these companies. So we're really just curious observers here. So, so, so those are the kind of things to me that come to mind in terms of uh, when the, the word Project Veritas comes to mind. And essentially what happened was there's an undercover record, uh, re- reporter uh, sharing conversation with one of the Google, uh, uh, imp- the people that work there that let's just say he was essentially sharing with the reporter uh, the things that were bothering him. And uh, well, I'll let you say the rest. 
Yeah. Huh? Oh, uh, what what came what came to mind when you watched that? It was just like I I feel like it's kind of in the wrong because reporters do that stuff. They go undercover and sometimes it's not right to do that, you know, because mm. you're dealing with somebody that might be somebody in a company that can lose their whole livelihood on something that you want to come out and do. So through and the lens let, of caring for that person's individual, uh, you know, for that position that that person is in. Yeah. It's certainly in the wrong because it's like, you know, now you're getting somebody fired and then you're burning their bridge. Mm-hmm. Now what comes to mind on the flip side of what could be in terms of opportunities for that person that got fired. It's like, hey, you're but, telling the truth. You're 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 being honest about what you're seeing. And sorry, you lost you know your job at Google. But hey, because you spoke the truth, you shared information to the public eye of something that is affecting the public through their eyes. So it's like it's like a perhaps could it be perceived as a blessing in in disguise disguises and you're fired you lost your position in google any 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 connections with google is out of the picture blessing because you did a service you know should it be should it turn out to be true with what this man is saying then you know what this man has integrity all that kind of stuff starts to come out so it's like well it has to be true then if and if it's not well I mean, I guess too bad for the guy because he's lying, right? Yeah, but it it I I feel like it, like you said, it it possibly a blessing because maybe another company or somebody else might want to hire him because he's honest and straightforward with somebody, you know, about mm-hmm. something that's should it turn out nobody, to be true what he's what he was saying, uh, and nobody sees it though. And the only people that see it are the people in the company and the people that are on top of the food chain of that company. Mm-hmm. Nobody else sees it on the bottom end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, so, it's vital that, you know, so, so it's, it's a possibility that he will be somebody good to have in a company mm-hmm. because he can help you. Based on what he has seen. Yeah, based on what he's seen, yeah. he can help another company break that that mode of the uh-huh. people on top doing that to other people, you know, dealing with that problem and right. he can fix it. Mm-hmm. We certainly would like to think that that would be the case. And, you know, you know, if 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 the guy is truly in the position that he that uh, that project Veritas is sharing to the public eye that the guy is, then then it must. It's just a matter of time now how the how things fall into place as time unfolds. And if I'll, I'll let's uh, let's I want to conclude. I want to say thank you for your time with a question that uh, perhaps something that comes to mind from within your heart that that's, that someone can find within themselves. The, along the lines of what we just said. And once again, before I ask you this question, uh, where where can people find you on Instagram? 
Uh, Instagram, I would tell you right now. Hold up. Oh, it's Iceman or something like that, right? You just created it? Yes. No, I've had it. I've had okay. it for a while. Let me okay. get it. Let me make sure. I'll be sure to add it right there. Yes, it's, into the uh, video. it's Iceman 202381. So get all those numbers. I'll be sure to add that right there. Yeah. Uh, once again, Iceman, what? 022381. Now, the question is, who's going to, who, you're memorizing that, right? So the question is, how? What, what comes to mind if there's people out there that are perhaps, how do I say this? What's something that you can offer within your, your eyes that helps you sustain a curious lens to observe things and that helps you catch when you find yourself, oh, you know, I'm following this kind of track of, you know, political viewing or this side of the track or when you find yourself, how do you, how do you sustain yourself a centered ground or at least a, in a, a willingness to detach uh, and what can you that 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 someone else can uh, find of value through your eyes? Well, I really, I really work on like trying to figure out what's like the positives and the negatives of everything that's going on. Of and if, evenly, if, yeah, evenly, and I try not to really like social media is the most like the social media network is where it's the hardest not to see it or try to stay away from the social media because every time you go into Facebook, you know, you see president, you know, you see the candidates all up there. They're like one's throwing the one's, saying something bad about the other one and the other one's trying to say something different. So I try to stay as much, it's hard to stay away from social media, but I try to stay away from all the politics stuff on social media as much as I can. So social media in terms of information, you, 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 it's a check mark like, Oh, uh, I mean, I'll look at it kind of thing, but I'm not going to let that be my source of information. Yes. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that uh, that you really try to make it a point to talk to people, like actually talk to people. Yes. And what's that been like for you when you talk to people in, in terms of information? Well, how, like, how do like, you do that? For me, I guess because I have a friend that I went to a retreat an axe retreat with my friend that mm-hmm. that we talk about. And I've asked him that question that I told you. What, how far does, you know, what is the Bible? You know, how far does it go? And what is true and what is fake? And I've right. asked so him. So you use the same he, kind of lens. Yeah, yes. And mm. because he really taught me, he really guided me more into my faith you know because i wasn't one to go to church i wasn't one to be an active member in church right but since i met him we both 
do things with at church. So he's helped me and we talk about different things. That's the reason why I knew about the calendar. Uh, they asked the calendar mm. about the mm. ending of it, uh, that there was something that was going to go on in 2020. And mm. look at what happened with the pandemic. And now. So you're watching correlation and use. So you, you, you uh, recommend talking to people that you have trust and you have regard, that you have respect for, and, and welcoming what you know what it is that they see uh through their eyes and i share that with you uh you know certainly it helps me you know talking with you and talking with all kinds of different friends that i've uh, been around and that i i are close to me i have respect for and uh, i love them right so it's like the receiving of different perspectives and and allowing allowing an honest conversation to take place and on top of um, another note, real quick, that ten minute meditation that you do, it does. Oh work. snap! It oh, does tell me what, real quick. Go for it. Go for it. Because of what you said of how you hear things when you're in your meditated uh -huh. state, and it sounds yeah. way clearer. It is true because I could hear when I do mine. I could hear a fire truck. And the fire truck's mm. on Wurzbach, but it can it sounds like if it's right next to the house. You can imagine it, everything, yeah. Yes. Uh, when, you when if you didn't check in the 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 into in your mind into a meditative state, that would just be a blur. But the senses are awoken to the point yes. where it's something. Yeah, it could just be a, a okay. What's the big deal about about a fire truck? No, we're missing the point. It's the you know. What else could be recognized like a fire truck that is so far away within our own awareness of our within our hearts, even? So, if for people who are not aware of, you know, currently I'm on day four of, of, of a 10 minute meditation challenge. Meditation challenge, you're welcome uh, to, to stay tuned with that on, on my Instagram. It's a uh, Ricky Ray Woo, and uh, essentially 10 minute. I clock it in, clock it out, whatever, whatever I observed in, in that meditation, everything's off. I even have a timer and it rings and it freaks me out because I'm wanting, and now I'm wanting to go longer than 10 minutes, but for the sake of challenge, I want to experience it. And, uh, and I've been sharing it on, on, uh, on Instagram. So Jesse, I'm, I'm happy you, you shared that you, you yourself are exploring meditation and watching, just observing your thoughts and shall, uh, observations from here on out continue curiously. Is that okay? Yes, sir. And you should. I think our next our next meditation session should go up at least fifteen. The next we one. pushing it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the ne the well, next week, you know, just give it week by week and see how much we can enter ooh. into the soul. Open up the saying. so open up the, uh, the been, mind's uh, eye. Yep. Uh open up all the the chakra levels. Oh it, well, now you need to tell me about that. I'm not too familiar, but uh like really I'm just closing my eyes and let's see what let's enjoy the show. Well, yeah, you when you do that, the meditation, it helps you to give yourself energy. 
Mm. You're being yeah. to open up your body. Like there's a lot of energy that, that's just going out and we can fo- we can focus it and bring it in within like a bird. Your own self. Like a bird. And once you do that, once you do that, when you bring it in, you're you feel more energized and more awake when you're because mm-hmm. you're constantly on your feet. So you have that extra energy when you're that's at right. work or doing different things. Well, with Lacey, jo- go for go for it. Thank you for plugging in that meditation because that has, has been helpful for me. And if and if anyone finds value in that, then shall the flows of curious observations. How do I say? Continue, right? Is that okay? Yes, sir. Well, yeah. good day, everybody. Thank you, Buendia.